Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host. She has a bobblehead doll of herself in her PhD graduation regalia, Dr. Grace Lee. I have to say that bobblehead doll looks eerily very much like me. It was a gift actually from my husband when I graduated my PhD. That was his gift to me as a congratulations. Because, you know, I've, I always like to memorialize things. I'm a sentimental person. I like to, back in the day, I used to keep all the receipts of every place that I've been to that was new to me. And I want to mem- remember, I would keep receipts. I would keep tickets to shows and everything like that. And so to me, I wanted to memorialize my graduation in some way. And so he had this this idea and that's what he gifted to me, this bobblehead. And I have to say that it's exactly what my PhD regalia looks like. And uh, the only one thing that I would say that is a bit over-exaggerated are the size of my teeth. And leave it to him. I mean, my husband has always been the one to come up with the most creative gifts. There was one year on, our, on one of our anniversaries where he created, he got this board game created where him and I were the pieces on the board game and we would just be, it was sort of like Monopoly, like that, where it was like there was a financial component and there was an investment, a real estate component. But but his head and my head were like one of the, the, the pieces in, in the board game. It was just incredible. Like So he's always very creative. Leave it to him to come up with some of the most creative gifts out there. And that's his sense of humor, right? Well, anyway, today, with that said, that said, today, what I want to talk about is getting paid your worth. How can you have a career podcast without talking about money and income, right? So how to get paid your worth? I'm going to share with you some little known secrets that work every time, every single time, if you want to get paid your worth. Now, let's talk about money, right? So let's talk a little bit about money. And I know that, I mean, this is not a a topic that is very popular sometimes in some cultures is a very sensitive topic. Like you do not share your salary. Don't ask about salary. It could be a very sensitive topic. But let's set that aside here and talk about money. If you think about money in and of itself, it is nothing and it's actually worth nothing, right? And the reason why, the only reason why money has value the only reason why it's valuable is because everyone knows and agrees that it does. It's just an agreement. And they agree that money is going to be what you use to exchange for things that you want. And it's also a unit of measurement to communicate how much something costs. And it's also a storehouse for wealth. Right. So the only reason why it has value is because people agree on these things. And if you look at the history of money... Like way back then, way, way, way back then, money, the way we know it today with paper money and coins, it didn't exist. People were bartering. They would exchange something that they had a surplus of and they would exchange it for something that they needed or that they wanted. Usually it was more like what they needed back then. And that was money, right? And fast forward, you know, uh, you know a century later or so, money were metal objects. So they would carve metal into these specific shapes and that became money because bartering became 
something that was more unfeasible. You know, it's sometimes it's a really heavy object. And so they found that these pieces of metal objects were easier and more feasible to carry around. And then fast forward, that's when money became paper money, the money that we know today. And of course, even even more recently, some countries have decided to use plastic for money. But suffice to say, they're bank notes, right? And so the brief history of money, you can see that, of course, this is just a very, very huge overview, but money has changed its shape and changed its physical appearance over the years, right? And and I don't know if you've if you've been following me for some time now, maybe you know and you've heard that I am a coin collector. I mean, I started as a coin collector because um, I, I something fascinated me fascinated me about money, right? So I originally from Hong Kong, and I, I started to look, of course at a very young age. I knew the concept of different currencies, and some of them were colorful, some of them were less colorful, some of them had more detailing. You know, I was really fascinated by the construction of money itself as a physical object. And so everywhere I traveled, I would look for coins in circulation. Like if, if I'm buying something and I get change back, I would always have my eye on coins, right? Some coins that have a very unique uh, print on them or some coins that appeared that they were never in circulation. They were very new, you know, like they they were not tarnished yet. And I would collect them. I would you know, put them in my pocket, I wouldn't spend it. And I would add those to my collection. And then later throughout the years, it, it I expanded it to include notes as well. Uh, at first, it started as coins. And then it just became a currency collection. And there was one time that I was on this train from Hong Kong to Shenzhen. And so this is my first time on the train. It wasn't the bullet train at the time, because this was a number of years ago. And I was on this train, it was like a passenger train. And there were you know these these uh, servers that walk up and down the aisles. And one of them was selling this booklet that was a coin collection of ancient coins in China, right? And so she was like holding it, like displaying it and going down the aisles back and forth, back and forth, asking people if they were interested in purchasing this, this booklet. And so I wanted to have a look and I had a look at it. And I was really fascinated because that was actually the first time I started to think about, well, how did money evolve, right? Up until then, I was just collecting currency currency the, when it was in circulation today. But that book was the first time I was exposed to, well, coins used to look differently back then. And then, you know, the government makes changes to it, makes some updates, and then that's what the new one is in circulation. And then they destroy the old coins, right? But this booklet was like a history of the evolution of coins in China. And I bought the book, so I, I bought it. And that was where I started to, to be interested in, well, money. And so I bought this book of old coins. And now today, of course, my, my collection is so vast. It's, no, it's banknotes. It is coins from different countries that I've been to. And some of them not. You can buy currencies as well. And it also includes coins that were actually never in circulation, never been circulated. Or, you know, those, uh, those one-time offer coins because of a certain event I also am interested in those as well. But if you look at the history, I mean, it doesn't matter if whether or not you have a coin collection or whether or not you have traveled to different countries and, and, and take, really taken notice of their currency. It doesn't matter. Because if you look at it, money has really stood the test of time and it's taken on many different shapes and sizes and it's evolved as time progressed. And why, if you ask yourself, why? And I, this is a question I ask myself. Why has money stood the test of time? 
regardless of what shape it's in, you know, if it's a round coin, square coins, a metal object, you know, a plastic banknote, a paper pe- banknote, new banknotes, why is the this this whole money concept, why did that stand the test of time, no matter how it evolves, it still has an agreed upon value, and still that unit of measure of wealth and price. So why does that happen? And the answer is because the whole world revolves around value. Right? And the same thing is true of your career. So don't, now, I'm, I know that the, I'm, I'm going to be talking about getting paid your worth, but first I need to introduce this topic to you around, about value, right? So at work, in your career, inside your work, what you're doing is you're trading your value. And your value is made up of your skills, your expertise, and your time, right? And you're trading that value for someone else's value. That someone else's value is their money. And that's where income comes. They're trading money for what you can do, your value. And the greater your value, the more they are willing to trade with you, right? And the same thing is with the objects that you buy. If you're buying precious metals, if you are buying um, bigger objects, if you are buying, you know, certain things have a different price tag. And if something is of extreme value to you, right, it could potentially save a life or it could solve a very important problem, the more valuable it is, right? So the same thing is true. The greater your value, the more they are willing to trade with you. So if you want more income, it's just simply a matter of becoming more value, more valuable. And the faster you do this, the faster that you can earn the income that you want, the in- earn the income that you desire or increase your income. So people pay you money and people pay you more money because of this whole concept of value exchange, right? And it all comes down to the problem you solve for them. Because remember, although you are working for a company, you might be saying, I have an interview with a company, but a company is made of people. Organizations are made of people and people have problems, right? You can look at it in terms of a business having problems, but a business has problems and people are identifying the problems though as a problem that the people have and not the business itself because a business can't feel it. The people do, right? So if you can solve an important problem for the, the individuals involved that I have identified that problem, they're the ones experienced on that problem, then you become more valuable for them in the value exchange, right? So some people don't make a lot of money because they don't have value according to the way that the industry marketplace views them. So if you want to grow your income, you need to become more valuable according to the industry marketplace. I mean, there was a quote uh, from Zig Ziglar, and Zig Ziglar is a well-renowned thought leader. He's also a sales, a very, very well person uh, in, in sales. And he said one thing, and this really, really hits close to home right here. If you want to get paid your worth, he said that you can have anything in life that you want if you just give enough other people what they want. So the question in this episode, in this podcast is, do you want to get paid your worth? Right? So this is about getting paid your worth. And chances are, yes, right? Who wouldn't want to get paid their worth? So now the follow-up question, have you ever considered that maybe you are already getting paid your worth? Right? So maybe you are in a job right now and you have a salary and you're feeling that you're undervalued. You're feeling that you're underpaid, right? But reflect on yourself. Maybe are, you are getting paid your worth right? If money is value exchange. So you see, most people don't think like this. So they just spend their time feeling undervalued and it affects their confidence, right? But it's not your fault. 
if this is what you're feeling and you haven't had this perspective before. It's a new perspective and it's uncomfortable, right? To be to to have that reflection of am I getting paid my worth? Is this actually my worth? Although I want to get paid more and it feels like I'm not getting paid my worth, but am I really getting paid my worth? Right? So most people don't think like this. And if you don't, I mean, it's not your fault. You've been conditioned to expect to be handed a certain wage. right? If you think about it, in your earlier years when you were young, you, are, you want to buy something. What do your parents tell you? They tell you to get a job. And at that age, you get a job. It's a manual job. It's your first job. So it's very entry level or even pre-entry level. And you get paid minimum wage. Minimum wage is set by the government, wherever you are, or set by some rules that you have no control over. It's set. And it's by law that your employer pays you that minimum. And so that becomes your programming. And the next time, by the next time you get your new next job, you expect more. right? So you apply, you might get minimum wage again. But the thing is, minimum wage increases in certain countries they might decide, oh, due to inflation, they increase the minimum wage by a certain amount. So then you have an expectation, you know you're going to get paid more if you apply for a minimum wage job. And so this creates a linear expectation of income growth. Right? And it trains you to think that your income just grows with time. It trains you to believe that income just grows with time. It grows with seniority or length of experience. But the thing is, the truth is that it doesn't. Right, so when I was in college, my very first summer break, my job, my very first summer job after first year, I did one semester of summer school. I still had like more than half the summer left over. I worked as a cook in a golf club. Literally, I was flipping burgers, French fries, and everything. And it was a minimum wage job. Then, and at that time, I was, I was grateful because I needed to earn money so that I could provide, I could pay for rent during the summer before I start school again in the fall. And the next summer was the same. So I did went through second year. That summer, I also took a summer job after one semester of summer school. And so for next year, I decided, well, I don't want to do, I don't want to do what I felt was a, a more entry-level task, like being flipping burgers was more entry-level. I wanted something with a bit more responsibility. So I worked for a bookstore. And it was a huge bookstore. They call it Chapters here in North America. It's now Indigo, part of Indigo Chapters. And so I was uh, working at this at this bookstore. I was doing cashier. I was helping people answer questions about books they were looking for. I was helping them find the books they were looking for. And I also had access to this whole library of books that I could also browse, right? And so I spent that summer working for Chapters and the pay that I got was slightly above minimum wage, right? And I was expecting, because it was one year later, I was expecting, well, maybe minimum wage might increase. It didn't that year after. They didn't increase minimum wage. But that position, that company, Chapters, happened to pay over minimum wage for the position they were offering me. So that was my only understanding of how I could get paid more without before I got my college degree. It was my only understanding was that it was based on time, right? If minimum wage was to increase, so would my income. Or if I had more seniority, then I would get an income increase. And it was just linear. That was my only understanding before the college degree. And of course, and I was in college because my belief was that 
you go to college, then that means you have a skill set. And then that means you get a good job and it pays well. You work hard at that. And with seniority, again, linear thinking, right? Linear thinking that you get an increase in income. That was my only understanding. But that's not true because of the concept of value exchange. The way that you continue to grow your income is to keep becoming more valuable. It means that you are becoming a person of value to that particular industry marketplace that you're working in. Now, one very important distinction I want to make is that I'm not talking about intrinsic value here, right? When I say valuable person, maybe you're cringing and you're thinking, what, what are you talking about? We're humans. Humans have value. Yes, that is true. That's intrinsic value. Everyone has intrinsic value, you know, by virtue of being a human being, having life, that in self, that itself, yes, is value, but that's called intrinsic value. What I'm talking about here is becoming more valuable to your industry marketplace. And each industry defines value differently. So that's when you got to start to speak their language and you have to understand what the real problems are that they are trying to solve, the real problems, the real problems that they are facing that they haven't yet found a solution to. Right? So how do you do this? How do you become more valuable, right? First of all is to understand the real problems that they have. And secondly, is to develop your skill stack to make you unique and hence irreplaceable in that industry marketplace, right? Because the service you offer, your offer is going to be based on the competence and your competence is shaped by the skills that you have, the stack of skills that you have, right? And then the third one is to articulate your value so that the marketplace knows what you have to offer, right? So that is how you get paid your worth. It is developing yourself with the right skill set so that you can bring more value to the specific industry that you're interested in moving your career into. So if you are wanting to increase your income and you want to know more about how to develop that skill set and how to choose which skill set to develop when you are wanting to add value in your marketplace and how to go about getting paid your worth and increasing that worth, I invite you to the My Career Intensive. And this is like 21-day intensive where you where I will show you how you can get paid your worth and increase your income. So just visit Career Revisionist dot com slash intensive and i have the links in the show notes as well visit careerrevisions.com slash intensive and see if it's the right fit for you if this was valuable to you i would invite you to leave your honest feedback on itunes and also leave me a comment i'd love to know what your experiences are you know what are some skills that you've identified that you want to develop you know, did, what was your first time? What was your first job as well? And, and what was your what was your wage at that time? And um, how are you planning? What are your plans to develop your career? I would love to hear from you. So leave me a comment as well, along with uh, along with an honest review, honest feedback as well. If you're not an Apple user, not a problem. Just visit careerrevisionist.com and choose your favorite platform. And I look forward to hanging out with you in my next episode.